Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. My name's Helly. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach, and today's episode is a bit of neuroscience for you. I do enjoy a bit of neuroscience, and I find it really helpful to understand how the brain works and what rewiring the brain actually means in terms of what's happening on a brain-based level so that we can use that knowledge, use that understanding in eating disorder recovery to help understand what needs to happen in the recovery process to make the recovery process that bit more likely to be successful. So when we talk about rewiring the brain, ultimately what we're talking about is the ability that every human brain, no matter how old it is, has to learn new skills, behaviours, thoughts and emotions. And so in neuroscience language, this is the concept that they call neuroplasticity. So neuro means or refers to the brain and plasticity refers to the fact that the brain is plastic and it can be remoulded, reshaped and ultimately rewired, which is what we talk about in eating disorder recovery, so that we can learn new habits, new skills, new ways of thinking. So obviously in eating disorder recovery, we have to make a lot of changes to behaviours and thought patterns that in the years or even decades of illness have become very deeply wired into the brain, such that a person will now be carrying them out on autopilot And trying to do anything different to those disordered behaviours or those disordered thought patterns, which obviously you have to be able to do in recovery, feels incredibly clunky and wrong. And to make those changes requires intense mental focus. And that's obviously before we even take into account the massive fear response that comes up when you're trying to make those changes in your eating disorder recovery as well. But it is possible in recovery to rewire your brain, to learn new and positive ways of eating without restriction, to be able to rest whenever you want to rest, and to be able to change all those other disordered behaviours and habits that are in there in your life. But it is a process that is incredibly hard to do. But of course, hard doesn't mean impossible. So in today's episode, I wanted to provide a bit more of the neuroscience behind how the brain adapts and changes or how the brain rewires when we attempt to learn new skills or change our behaviours. Because if you can understand what the brain is doing in terms of rewiring and what's required for the process, then ultimately it's easier to find methods to make the process a little bit easier in the recovery journey. So when we're talking about learning new behaviours, learning new skills, then the term that's often used in neuroscience is self-directive adaptive plasticity. So you are 
choosing to direct your brain into adapting into the way you want it to adapt. Ultimately, our brain and our nervous system deals with five main things, and those are your sensations, your emotions, your perceptions of things, your thoughts, and your actions. And those five functions of the brain can change how our brains wire and work. So changing any one of those five things can help you take some control into helping your brain wire in the way you want it to wire. And that ability to change your brain, that neuroplasticity, happens throughout the lifespan. Yes, happily for children, it pretty much just happens to them as they interact with the world each day and they learn and they develop. Their brains are just primed for neuroplasticity and it's a very passive process for them. Unfortunately, in adults, neuroplasticity is not such a passive process. An adult brain can and will change, but it does require a lot more focus. And for the adult, it needs to be directed from within and adaptive to the situation and direction that we want to grow in. But that's where we can get into the neuroscience of all this to find ways to make sure that we can direct our brain to adapt in the way we want it to. So just getting back to basics again, neuroplasticity or rewiring is basically when our brain cells or neurons, which is the other word for our brain cells, form connections between one another in new directions. So if we apply this to a recovery type experience, you might want to learn to eat pizza for lunch as a normal and natural thing to do. If eating pizza for lunch is not a behaviour that your brain has experienced much before, then the eating pizza at lunchtime neurons will not have any links between them. So those links need to be formed by eating pizza at lunch so that then those little brain cells, those little neurons will start to fire together. And as you repeat the behavior, those brain cells repeatedly fire together so that ultimately they start to wire themselves together as well. And yes, that's all well and good. We do a new behavior and we repeat it to rewire it, but to also ensure those brain cells form really lasting and strong bonds much faster with each other, we can also do other things to help that rewiring process along the way. And to understand what else we can do to really help the rewiring process, other than just repeat a behaviour, it helps to understand a bit more about the brain chemicals that are also involved in the process. So the likelihood of neural rewiring happening is also increased when we apply three core principles to the process. So these are focus and attention, a bit of stress, and I know a bit of stress won't be hard when you're in eating disorder recovery, and then a period of rest as well. So those three principles are all really important in the rewiring process. And I'm going to explain what's happening at a brain chemical level to explain why those processes are so important. First of all, when you apply focus and attention to what you want to learn or change in your brain, the neurons release a chemical called acetylcholine. And acetylcholine gives the brain an attentional spotlight on what it is you are trying to learn. 
then a little bit of stress and anxiety in rewiring the brain is also actually a good thing, as long as you can use that stress in a positive direction. So as long as you're not running from the pizza, so the brain only learns that pizza is terrifying. Instead, if you can use that bit of stress that comes from recovery, face up to the pizza, let the feeling of stress and anxiety be there as you're rewiring those new behaviours, but at the same time, stay focused on the recovery positive behaviours and the adrenaline that your brain will be releasing through that stress response will actually help the rewiring process. So during neuroplasticity, adrenaline actually increases your alertness and vigilance to what you're doing and achieving. And so it helps the brain to focus on it and to recognize it as something that's important to pay attention to. And so as you're focused on the new behavior, so as you're focused on that eating of the pizza at lunchtime, the acetylcholine and adrenaline will be released in your brain and will mark the relevant neurons at that point in time that you want to have wired together. But the changes, the actual physical changes to the neurons in terms of them actually wiring to one another don't actually happen at that point in time. Instead, it's only when the brain is then in a state of deep relaxation, such as when you're asleep or when you're in an awake state but just deeply, deeply relaxed, that then other brain chemicals come along, recognise the marked neurons that were marked by the acetylcholine and adrenaline during the pizza eating experience. And then when you're in that deeply relaxed state, those other chemicals will come along and they will then wire in those new connections between those brain cells, making them much more likely to fire together in future when you face that pizza again. And as I say, that deep relaxation state can be sleep or it can just be a period of brain rest. So it could just be a period of deep meditation or just relaxation such as daydreaming but still being awake. So focused attention and alertness, a bit of stress or even agitation and then a period of rest or sleep are really key in the rewiring process. So if we bring it back to the pizza eating example, you focus and you pay attention to eating and enjoying the pizza at lunchtime. And you let yourself maybe feel a bit agitated, a bit confused and a bit stressed by the experience, but stay with it and feel positive about it. And then once you've eaten that pizza, allow yourself to go into a deep rest state. So do some meditation, have an afternoon nap, or just that night ensure a really good night's sleep if you can. And that will really help those brain cells rewire. I'm also just going to highlight as well here that this process does have to be self-directed. These brain chemicals won't work their magic if someone tries to do recovery to you. So it's not possible for someone else to force neural rewiring on you. And also, of course, rewiring does take time. It doesn't happen in an instant. It won't just happen with one episode of eating pizza. It needs repetition. It needs diversity in your pizza eating experiences and really rich, positive experiences as well. 
And just quickly as well, within this podcast episode, I'm just going to also talk a little bit about the role of dopamine in the rewiring process. I'm sure you've all heard of the brain chemical dopamine. It's a chemical that's released in the brain when we achieve something. It makes us feel good and it gives us a sense of reward. In addition to this, dopamine is also released in anticipation of a reward. And so it motivates us to pursue the full reward if we anticipate that we're going to get an extra reward pushing towards a goal or an activity. So when it comes to changing our behaviours and rewiring the brain, using what we know about the dopamine system can also aid the process. So if we can add some extra dopamine to the process of rewiring, the whole experience will not only be more rewarding for us, but it will also happen a bit faster too. So therefore, how do you add more dopamine? To add more dopamine to the rewiring experience, you need to add rewards to the new behavior that you're trying to wire in. And those rewards are more effective when they're actually internal, which is also why trying to bribe a person in recovery won't work, as external rewards only take us so far. So if someone says, I'll give you £100 if you recover, is probably not going to get you recovered because it's not an internally based reward that's coming from you yourself. So internal rewards to release dopamine can be generated if we give ourselves mini goals that build to a larger goal. And each time that we achieve a step in the right direction, we recognise that step and celebrate it. So you recognise that you've got out and you're about to eat that pizza and you tell yourself you're on the right path, you're doing the right thing, good job, you've got to the restaurant, you're about to order that pizza. This is really good for your recovery. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself you are a fucking superhero because you've got to this stage. And that internal praise and recognition of achievement As you take on the new behaviour, such as eating the pizza and continuing to give yourself those internal rewards as you go through the pizza eating experience, might feel a bit weird, but but it will also be releasing more dopamine into your brain, making it more likely that your brain will seek to repeat the experience in future. So it's going to say, let's have pizza for lunch tomorrow too, only this time let's have it with ice cream because I reckon there'll be a bit more dopamine released with ice cream as well as the pizza. And I will talk more about dopamine in future episodes because it's obviously quite a complex chemical um, that, that has a huge number of functions in the brain and there's, there's different ways that you can hack, if you like, the use of dopamine in your recovery. So I know this podcast episode has been a bit sciencey, a bit neurosciencey, but sometimes, as I say, I think it helps to really understand some of the science behind how our brain works and why some of the techniques that we can use in recovery really can be effective on a brain-based, brain-chemical level when you're trying to rewire. And just, you know, having all that ammunition, if you like, So if it's information, if it's just resources, if it's little tactics to help you in the recovery process, you know, anything is good in the recovering process that might just help you along the way. 
Just know that brain rewiring is a possibility no matter what, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been unwell. You can do recovery. It's not easy, it's a long process, but it is possible. So as I say, I hope that episode has helped a little bit. If there's anything else you want me to talk about in this podcast series, then please just let me know. Either email me with some questions or drop them in the comments. And otherwise, keep going with your recovery and I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.